It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this, uh, let's see, what, uh, 15th day of May, 2014. Uh, we're here with our co-host, uh, Jay Basser and uh, our technician, Stretch. And today our guest speaker is Paul Sullivan. He's with Bergman and Moore. And uh, we're going to discuss here uh, the uh, Senate hearings uh, where uh, Secretary uh, Shansiki, B.A. Secretary Shansiki, uh, uh just testified, which I'm not overly impressed. But at any rate, how are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing good individually, but boy, am I steamed at watching this Senate hearing. Wow, it's just shocking. It's, uh, it was a put-up deal, don't it? I bet they practiced all night to get it right. Yes, VA is trying to delay and deny and wait for Congress to go away. Yeah, well, they will. They always have, so. Nothing new here. Uh, we ain't uh, be done uh, beneficially. Uh, I don't know. I don't see any indication today. Uh, the one uh did... Uh, bring up a good point, one of the senators, uh, about calling in the FBI, being there was some criminal activity going on here, which is quite obvious. Anytime you have uh, uh, dead people involved in something, uh, there's bound to be uh, something of this nature, there's bound to be some criminal activity. Sure, let's let's set up a discussion on what actually happened that we know about. Then let's talk about a little bit of history and then let's talk about where we go from here and maybe some solutions. How's that? That sounds good. Well, um let's start off with what happened. Well, what happened is in April a doctor named Dr. Foot in Phoenix, Arizona retired from the VA medical facility there in Phoenix, and he spoke with CNN, Cable News Network, and this VA doctor advised Anderson Cooper and other CNN reporters that VA had been gaming the appointment process where veterans try to get care because veterans were waiting so long. And the key allegations that were made by the doctor, and this is all under investigation right now, are that 40 and maybe 45 veterans died waiting to see a VA doctor. And to make it worse, some of the alleged manipulation of VA patient appointments resulted in top VA leaders getting large cash bonuses of around $10,000 per year each, all the top officials at the VA in Phoenix, to give the appearance 
that veterans were being treated within two weeks, even though the veterans were waiting months and then sometimes even allegedly dying waiting to see a doctor. So that's the issue that started off in Phoenix, Arizona last month, and now this horrible, tragic scandal. And as a veteran who uses VA, my heart truly bleeds hearing that veterans are dying waiting for care. But here's what we know now. In Chicago, Illinois, there's an appointment manipulation scandal. Cheyenne, Wyoming, it's under investigation for manipulating appointments. Durham, North Carolina, two VA employees put on leave, again, for manipulating appointments. Harlingen, Texas, the uh, number two doctor uh, at uh, the VA facility there said that VA was making veterans wait until they bled three times from the rectum before VA would order a colonoscopy, essentially waiting for the cancer that may be there to get so bad that it would become inoperable. You've got um, St. Louis, a doctor coming forward, saying that doctors were not seeing enough patients, and as a result, veterans were waiting and waiting for care. In San Antonio, Texas, you have a VA employee who used to work at Austin, Texas, saying that in both Austin and in San Antonio, VA employees were manipulating VA appointments. Then you have Fort Collins, Colorado. You have VA employees, apparently uh, one of them on leave. It may be Cheyenne, Wyoming. I may, there's so many, I may be getting them confused, where an employee was put on leave over appointment manipulation. You have uh, veterans dying from preventable uh, conditions in Jackson, Mississippi. You have a hepatitis contamination at the St. Louis VA, another hepatitis uh, outbreak in Manhattan, New York. These were preventable. In uh, Columbia, South Carolina, veterans died uh, preventable deaths. Same with uh, Augusta, Georgia and Atlanta, Georgia. We have uh, emergency room improper care in Dallas, Texas. We have insulin pen misuse in Buffalo, New York. We have dental equipment contamination scandals in St. Louis, Missouri, and in Dayton, Ohio. And then we have the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania VA Hospital Legionnaires disease outbreak. Veterans died. And then nationwide, one and a half million appointments were canceled out of the VA computer system, apparently arbitrarily, according to news articles in the Washington Examiner. So here we have, I just read read off 22 current ongoing scandals at VA that absolutely show this is the worst set of VA scandals since the 20s and 30s when top VA officials were caught literally stealing money from veterans. Uh, this is so bad. I, I, it is beyond anyone's worst nightmare of how tragic this could be. And again, I want to point out the, the top allegation is veterans dying, waiting on care <clears throat> in Phoenix, and confirmations of veterans who did, in fact, die at other VA facilities from preventable uh, 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 conditions where VA could have treated them and the veteran would be alive if the veteran got care right away. So that's the summary. Boy, that, that took me five minutes just to read those off, uh, Gerald and Stretch and Jay. 
uh, I tell you, I've never seen it this bad. I am shocked as a former VA employee. I'm troubled to the core as a veteran advocate on how serious this is. This is very serious, and uh, they don't give the appearance even that they're taking it seriously. Uh, I mean, heads need to be rolling. People should be going to jail. I mean, this is criminal. This is uh, this is uh, some of this is next to. Uh, Premeditated murder. Anytime you're you're not uh, you won't diagnose someone until you know it's already too late to be a benefit. Uh, that's murder. That that is uh, a premeditated murder. And and why are not the uh, justice department? involved in, in all this uh, investigating. Um, this, I mean, you, you got records. Uh, they bound to have, of course, they falsify their records. Uh, and they were shredding they have, records. When they have a, right. a body out here and they say, what happened to this this individual? Uh, well, you know the you know the Robert Frost poem. I think that's him. Two paths diverged in a yellow wood. I tell you what, VA right now is at a day of reckoning. And you mentioned possible criminal investigations. You know, Gerald, um, we may be there, but something was said in today's Senate hearing on all of these scandals that made me pause. Senator Blumenthal, Democrat of Connecticut said that it was his belief that VA's Office of the Inspector General doesn't have enough resources to do a proper investigation. And then I believe one of the other senators said that VA dispatching 200 staff to look at 1,700 facilities in two weeks is simply not enough manpower to provide oversight from within VA's own medical establishment. So you know what, Gerald, Stretch, Jay? You know, you guys that had it, we've been covering this issue forever. Bergman and Moore has been on top of this issue forever. Uh, I, I tell you what, this scandal is so bad I don't think VA can investigate it. I don't think VA's inspector general can investigate it. And you're right. It may end up having to go to a higher level like the FBI or the Department of Justice because in the end, and this is serious, veterans died waiting. Okay? You know, our country has an obligation to take care of all of our citizens. Absolutely. We all agree on that, right, guys? Yes. However, we also want to make sure that our country takes care of the men and the women who put on the uniform and went overseas to war like us. And if you come back with some kind of medical problem, it because the government sent you overseas, the government, which is an extension of the people, has the obligation to make sure no veteran gets left behind when he or she needs care. And right now, 
on a massive nationwide level, VA appears to have failed. You want me to talk about a little history on this, guys? Go right ahead, Bob. Well, um, I'm going to shift hats just a little bit. You guys know that I was the executive director at uh, Veterans for Common Sense um, from, uh, for, for many years until I came to work here at uh, Bergman & Moore. want to let you know that in the year 2000, there was a Government Accountability Office, GAO, investigation of VA that found that VA was manipulating the computer systems so that the VA could say that veterans were treated in a timely manner, but the veterans were not treated in a timely manner. In other words, VA was cooking the appointment books, and it was hurting the veterans. Okay? Then in, oh, 2000- in other words, this is not a new issue. This has been an ongoing issue, as we well know. But for the public out there, for those listeners out there, uh, we want you to know this is an ongoing issue. This is not a new thing. You're absolutely right, Gerald. And then the GAO issued another investigation in 2005 and another investigation in 2007. And if that wasn't enough, Gerald, Veterans for Common Sense sued the Department of Veterans Affairs in federal court. There was a two-week preliminary hearing. There was a two-week trial. And the facts were absolutely clear at the court. No one disagreed. Veterans were dying waiting to see doctors, and veterans were dying waiting to receive disability benefits. You now, know, and I didn't mean, don't mean to interrupt you. Well, yes, no. I do. The, uh, the dirty dogs, none of them dirty dogs today even brought up that GAO report. Now, oh, yeah, they did. They it, it, yeah, Senator Murray that? brought it up. Oh, did Senator he? Murray brought it up. Uh, Senator well, Murray from sorry. Washington, I, I she, she, uh, she mentioned it forcefully. Well, None of them mentioned the lawsuit, though. Uh, but this... This is something here. I mean, they're talking when they should be hanging people. Well, I'm not in favor of actually hanging anybody, but I do believe that there needs to be accountability. I understand your sentiments, but it would look bad if I was on the radio that said that I actually agreed that people should be, you know, like put to death. We don't want to go there, Gerald. What we do want to say is that, you know, there are some people at VA who shouldn't work there anymore. And in 2010... There was a VA official named William Schoenhard who wrote a memo that had an eight-page attachment, and Senator Blumenthal mentioned it, Senator McCain mentioned it, Senator Burr mentioned it. Everybody's known about this for four years. And this William Schoenhard at VA essentially told all the VA offices around the country, quote, or something to this effect, stop gaming the appointments computer system. And... Schoenhard's memo described all the different ways that VA leaders in Washington had caught schedulers out at VA hospitals and clinics with gaming the system. Now, when that memo came out, Larry Scott, who's a great guy, was a great guy, very good friend of mine, uh, he's, he's not with us, who ran VA Watchdog, he and I were in many newspaper interviews, including CNN, Army Times, and many others, blasting VA, 
saying that this memo by Schoenhard was the smoking gun that VA knew that it didn't have enough resources to see veterans right away. So what the VA was doing was gaming the computer system to give the appearance of helping veterans without actually helping veterans in a timely manner. So when Shinseki testified today that he didn't know anything about this show and hard memo and the fact that it was on CNN and Army Times, okay, and it was a major news event, for him to be that disconnected from the reality of running the VA, a $164 billion a year agency with 320,000 employees at 1,700 hospitals and clinics, I'll tell you what, he's out of touch. It's just a personal statement. You know, I'll tell you what, then to top all this off, just we're still talking about the history, Gerald. Did you know in 2012, two years ago, the GAO issued another report saying that VA was still inappropriately scheduling veterans for appointments. In other words, making them late, gaming the system. So this has been, for at least 14 years, a known, chronic, systemic, nationwide scandal of enormous proportion harming hundreds of thousands of veterans or more per year with delayed medical care and, in the worst-case scenario, some veterans dying. That's the history of, of what we know about this uh, so far. And it's, it's just so tragic. It's just so sad. Do you think uh, that they will even get the Justice Department involved or the FBI? I, I think to, I in think in order to, to get this mess straightened out. Uh, well, let's be careful on this. I I will give Secretary Shinseki a little bit of 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 wiggle room, maneuver room. He's got a really big battleship and a very small, you know, bay trying to turn that thing around. And here's where I'll give Secretary Shinseki a little bit of slack. He doesn't want to contaminate any personnel decisions. Here's what I mean. If Secretary Shinseki today in front of senators or on national TV said, I'm going to fire everybody, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for anybody and heads will roll and they'll be gone tomorrow. Well, if one employee took that to court, the VA employee, if they were fired – could argue that Secretary Shinseki prejudiced the entire personnel process. In the military, there's a term for it. It's called undue command influence. In other words, if a general goes on TV and says, well, that private is guilty and that private needs to be stuck in the Fort Leavenworth breaking rocks for the rest of their life, and if the general said that before there was a trial, that private could argue that the general unfairly tainted the jury pool and the deliberative process to see what really happened and holding people accountable. So just on that one very narrow area, here's where, what I think is, is going to be appropriate. There's going to be a, a VAIG report that's going to come out. There will be more GAO reports. 
there might possibly be a FBI investigation or some other type of criminal inquiry because veterans did die. But what we have to do as reasonable, responsible Americans is let justice take its course. It may take a while. It may require us to be patient when we really want to be screaming from the rafters that something be done. But I tell you what, America is about due process. And at this point, some of the VA employees are just accused and just allegations. We've got to let the process go through because at the end of the day, here's what has to happen. And here's why I say due process and everybody's rights are important. We want the VA employees to come to work and not have to worry about looking over their shoulder. We want them to aggressively care for veterans, aggressively, we hope, process the veterans' claims in favor of the veteran, right? We want that to happen. We also want the veterans to go to VA and get care. We want veterans to have confidence that when the veteran shows up at VA to see a doctor, that the doctor wants to treat the veteran quickly and can treat the veteran quickly. And we want that veteran, when he or she files that disability claim against VA, we want that veteran to get a fast, honest, complete, and fair decision. And so it's this may go on for months. This, this may go on for years. If VA truly starts to reform the agency and starts to give notice that VA employees will be fired, it does take weeks and months to actually terminate these employees. They have the right to like see the evidence against them. They have the right to get an attorney. They have a right to go through the personnel termination process. Okay, And I'll bet you that some of these VA employees okay, are going to be able to say, look, maybe we're talking about a clerk here. We want to make sure that that clerk isn't held responsible for following the orders of a supervisor or a hospital director, okay? Because at the end of the day, if it was the supervisor or the hospital director ordering that the VA clerks cook the books, truly then it's the hospital administrator that's at fault for ordering the lower-level people to do things that they shouldn't have done. Well, okay? obviously that's what's been going on. Yeah, but and then we also... Paul, after 14 yep. years, have had plenty of notice. Yeah, that, that's why Shinseki, if he doesn't take action, um, everybody's going to be watching this for months or years. Um, if, if he doesn't take action, um, his credibility is going to be undermined as a leader. But I also want to say this. I, I've done a couple of newspaper interviews, and I was on CNN over the weekend, and I want to be moderate and responsible in, in talking about this. A reporter asked me the other day, what makes this new set of more than 20 VA scandals going on at the same time, what makes this different, Paul, the reporter asked. And here's what I answered. I answered that it's a perfect hurricane for VA, and the hurricane is parked right over VA headquarters in Washington, D.C. You've got the press interested. You've got Congress interested. You've got the American public because the wars are winding down. They want to make sure the veterans are taken care of. Obviously, you have the veterans very interested. 
and you have the veterans groups like the American Legion calling for Shinseki's removal and then other veterans groups saying that he should stay. But the one factor that's making all of the difference in these 20-plus scandals is the fact that there are all these whistleblowers. I have lost count. I think we're at 30, 40, 50 whistleblowers that have um, come forward at all kinds of VA facilities all over the country reporting or making allegations of wrongdoing. Never before have so many whistleblowers come forward all at the same time all around the country reporting nearly identical scandals about veterans waiting on appointments. That's what makes this huge set of scandals, the worst I've ever seen in my lifetime, different at VA. And this is why you got to give credit to those VA employees. I want to reach out to them. If their allegations are proved to be credible, right, we need to reach out and thank those employees for doing the right thing and stepping forward because those VA employees saw something, a veteran waiting on care and maybe dying while waiting, and that VA employee said, no, it has to stop. The VA delays have to stop. So we have to be making sure that if there are any more VA employees out there, that they are encouraged to be whistleblowers and step forward. Okay? Does that make sense? That makes sense. One thing I don't understand, though, uh, maybe you can explain this to me. Uh, some of these doctors uh, retired. Uh, they worked all these years for the VA. They retire, and then all of a sudden they jump up and start hollering, oh, look, uh, here's what they're doing. Now, bless their heart for bringing that out to the public, I mean, to the media uh, attention and and getting the ball rolling. But now, uh, why did oh, they wait till they retired? They've been working oh, for the VA all this retaliation, time. They've seen what was going on. Oh, retaliation. Gerald, Brett, you are exactly right. And Senator Murray mentioned that. She demanded accountability. And she said, and these are her words, she used these, quote, intimidation, close quote, quote, cover-ups, close quote, quote, bonuses, close quote. She said all of these have to stop. Now let's talk about those three things, intimidation, cover-ups, and bonuses. I think you guys are right. Some of these doctors had to wait until they were retired before they could come forward because they were scared that they would lose their job, they would lose their retirement, their house, everything by, by stepping forward. What it tells me is that VA's whistleblower protections need to be stronger because this this scandal has gone on too long, too many veterans died that, that we know of that are confirmed, okay? Um, we need to encourage VA employees to, to step forward. And part of that is also believing the veteran when the veteran said he or she was delayed or denied care. Too many times I used to see VA put in notes and veterans' records that they used to put the red flag up. Remember that, guys? Yeah. And they had to stop that where the, where the veteran patient, shall we say, became a little bit troublesome. 
Well, that's because the veteran was waiting months or year for their benefit of their medical care. So VA has to do a better job listening to the veterans complaining, and VA has to do a better job listening to whistleblowers so that there is no more intimidation. Now, this next thing that Senator Murray mentioned, cover-ups, that absolutely has to stop. In other words, at the Phoenix Regional Office, uh, excuse me, the Phoenix VA Medical Center, one doctor came forward and said that there may have been an attempt to get rid of VA documents that could have allegedly confirmed the appointment book cooking, right, and the, the appointment wait time manipulation. So this doctor apparently rescued the documents. Well, there shouldn't be VA doctors running to VA hospitals in the middle of the night to find documents to preserve them, okay? Here's the solution. VA needs to be far more transparent. And I got to nail VA hard, hard on this. The House Veterans Affairs Committee, and we talked about this maybe a month or two ago, guys. Chairman Jeff Miller, uh, the Republican from Florida, deserves a lot of credit because he set up two different websites at the House Veterans Affairs Committee. One of them describes how VA refuses to answer questions from Congress. Okay? VA, stop refusing to provide information. VA, cooperate with Congress. Okay? A congressman should not have to set up a website, especially the chairman of the Oversight Committee, listing all of the refusals where VA wouldn't cooperate and release information about veterans dying. And Chairman Jeff Miller set up another website, and he should be commended for this, listing dozens and dozens of newspaper stories where the reporter said something like this. I, newspaper reporter, called VA for comment, and VA refused comment. Okay? Story after story where newspaper reporters spent months investigating veterans waiting and dying for care or benefits when the reporter finally called VA, or maybe they called 20 or 30 times, sent emails, showed up in person, the VA would refuse to answer the reporter's questions. Here's the message to VA. Talk to reporters. Okay, part of Shinseki's questionable handling of these 20-plus scandals is the fact that Secretary Shinseki has refused to hold a press conference. Secretary Shinseki has been hiding behind VA's walls, letting his press staff answer questions. You know what? There are 22 million veterans in America. We demand answers and accountability directly from the Secretary and he needs to not only do what he did today, answer questions from senators, he needs to do a lot more of that. Secretary Shinseki and his staff need to answer reporters' questions. That's how you end cover-ups. You make the agency transparent. Does that make sense, guys? It makes sense, but will it ever happen? I noticed well, that, uh, yeah. today... Uh, all we all we're asking the guy to do is his job. Now his job is to follow the orders of the president, 
or make recommendations to the president for what he feels needs to be done. Now, ultimately, all this falls back to uh, uh, the president. He's the commander-in-chief. That's who Senseki works for. And, uh, you know, uh, you got to go through the chain of command. If the chain of command ends with the commander-in-chief, why are they questioning Shinseki? Why ain't they questioning the commander-in-chief? Oh, you're right. I, did you hear the development today, Gerald? I think the guy's name is um, Mr. Neighbors. He's a deputy chief of staff of the White House. The president has asked him to go over to VA and find out what's going on. Now, that begs the question, is this going to be part of a cover-up or is this going to be part of fixing VA? And we don't know yet, but I'll tell you what, the president is now involved directly in these 20-plus scandals that have rocked VA, just rocked VA to the foundations. And these are scandals that have been building up and building up like a crock pot. You know, VA just thought that it could let out a little steam once in a while or just ignore the crockpot. But I would say that VA has about 20-plus crockpots that have literally blown over, blown the lid, and it's a mess at VA right now. VA could not keep the lid on so many scandals harming so many veterans for so long. Well, I have a feeling that this pimple has come to a head and it's time to pop it. Oh, it's more than a pimple. We're talking <laughs> volcanoes here. Volcanoes, Daryl. Don't go small, go big. <laughs> yeah. But go it's, big. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a bad situation. That, and uh, not to get uh, politics involved, but to... The commander-in-chief is ultimately the end, end, uh, end of the chain. And, and, well, in uh, our country, there's three, actually. There are three people responsible, three, three branches of government, and then the people. Never delegate final authority to the government. I just want to let you know, sure, President Barack Obama, as the leader of one-third, one branch of the government, does hold personal responsibility by name and directly under him is the VA Secretary Shinseki and directly under him are the top leaders at VA who have failed miserably for decades. But let's talk about the other two branches. You know, Congress, you know, they hold hearings. You know, Chairman Miller's been doing a good job, but where are the people who control the purse strings? For example, the Senate Appropriations Committee and the House Appropriations Committee, why aren't they holding hearings to say, VA, do you have enough money so that if a veteran walks in to see a doctor today, the veteran doesn't wait more than two weeks? That's the question that we need to have answered by the people who write the checks. Okay, Congress has two roles, raise taxes and spend money. And if Congress needs to spend more money to take care of the veterans, then Congress has to have the moral courage to turn right around to the Americans and say, we are going to raise your taxes to make sure that no veteran waits for care. Because if VA needs more money, money doesn't grow on trees, people have to raise taxes to pay for it. And that's really where where it comes down to. Then there's another branch of government, and that's called the, the court system. 
and Veterans for Common Sense did sue VA in federal district court in July 2007. There was a trial. The judge ruled that VA was clearly out of control. However, the judge said that he did not want to become the new Secretary of Veterans Affairs and be responsible for administering the agency. So the judge ruled that he lacked jurisdiction to take over and reform the agency. Then Veterans for Common Sense appealed that decision, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals out in California agreed with Veterans for Common Sense in a scathing memo that described all the veterans committing suicide waiting for care, veterans dying waiting for care. The judge said that VA had to get fixed. Well, what did VA do? VA, under President Obama, appealed that decision to a what's called an en banc panel of judges at the appeals court, and those judges reversed the previous appeals decision, and they ruled in favor of VA, saying that the courts did not have jurisdiction over VA. Then in January 2013, just over a year ago, the Supreme Court declined to hear the appeal from Veterans for Common Sense. So let me make this absolutely 100% clear. There are four groups responsible. First, VA, and they're not doing a good job, and that means the president. That's the executive branch. Then you have Congress. They're not doing a good job providing money or oversight. Then you have the courts. The courts punted. The courts refused to get involved. Okay, so I would argue that this has been a widely known national problem for 15 years, and all three branches of government have not fulfilled their obligation to the fourth group, and that's the people of the United States who run this country when we go down and we vote on Election Day. So let's, let's make this very clear. It's not just one person with the buck stops there at the president. This problem needs to be addressed by everyone. Every person over 18 who can vote is responsible in part for making sure that when a veteran comes home from battle and that veteran needs to see a doctor and that veteran walks into a VA, that that veteran does not face an ocean of red tape and that veteran sees the right doctor to get treated right away. Well, there you have it, folks. You get to the polls and vote, vote, vote. Put some people in there that uh, will get the job done right, and and maybe we can get all this resolved. Well, I'd like to see every congressman in this country, every senator, have a town hall meeting with veterans like Senator McCain did. He deserves credit for this, and some congressmen have. They need to be given credit for it where they meet just with veterans, and it's televised, and everybody gets to hear that veterans, most cases, they go into the hospital and they get the care they need. We do need to point that out, because most VA employees are doing the right thing, providing the right care most of the time. But I do need to say this. When it gets bad at VA, and by really bad, I mean veterans waiting and in some cases dying, that means everybody needs to stop, okay? You know in the military, we have, you know, the stand-downs. Remember uh, we had those, the, the one-day stoppage when uh, there was uh, sexual harassment in the military? Remember those? 
We never had no sexual harassment. Well, there's a lot of it, and it's still going well, on. Well, there is now. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, it mean. went on when I was in, so don't don't pretend that it didn't happen. But uh, the military has had a one-day stoppage to basically say, hey, we need to stop what we're doing and refocus to make sure everyone knows that all service members will be treated equally regardless of their gender, okay? And no one should harass anybody based on their gender because humans are equal. Now, VA needs to have one of these, you know, the old-fashioned way to call it is a come-to-Jesus moment, okay? Everybody gets that, all right, where VA looks at itself and says, are we doing the right thing to make sure that the veterans get the care and the benefits they earned in a quality and timely manner? And I would argue VA needs that moment. And if VA doesn't have that moment, and if VA just thinks they can go along and do along in the same old business, VA will continue to get worse. VA has a very limited window of opportunity here. Uh, we should talk about that next. What needs to be done? Okay, what needs to be done to fix some of this? Do you guys want to go there now? Uh, yeah, let's go there. I, myself, I think they need to pull in the Justice Department. And uh, and uh, uh, that and, at the same time, create a board of action. I mean, that, that you, uh, like R&D, you, you have to sit down and research and development. Uh, you got to be able to research already. The problem's already well known. Now, what are they going to do about it? You're absolutely right. We need VA investigated from bow to stern, okay, from the top of the flag at the at the at the, at the pole, the mast, all the way to the bottom of the keel. Uh, we need to make sure that uh, everything is checked out at at VA. But here's one thing I think is an easy fix. Let's start with the easy ones. There are allegations in Phoenix that some of the leaders of VA facilities were gaming the appointment system in order to get cash bonuses. You know what? In 2007, when I was the head of Veterans for Common Sense, we called for an end to that bonus abuse. There were VA employees giving each other twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 bonuses when they were married to each other while the VA system was literally crashing and burning around them back in 2007. You know what? No doctor, no clerk, no director of a medical facility should have to weigh cash in one hand and delaying care for a veteran on the other. Never. That is a wrong choice. There shouldn't be such a perverse incentive where the VA officials are going for the numbers, you know, some achievable statistic in order to get money. The bottom line is that the veterans need to be making sure they get care, not trying to get some statistical measurement so that somebody gets cash in their pocket. I think, you know, incentives like that do not belong in government. I have no problem if you're a salesperson, you know, and you want to sell a car, and you get a commission selling the car, okay, you did the right thing, okay? 
but VA leaders should not be getting commissions so that veterans wait. That's just wrong. Can we all agree that that just like goes tomorrow? Well, sure. Uh, myself, I think they need to eliminate the bonus system, and uh, until this complete thing is, this whole issue is resolved, and BA is back on the straight and narrow, if it ever was. But right now we know that there's so many discrepancies and. And incompetence, it's overrun with incompetence, uh, or is it uh, by design? Uh, is it intentional? How much of it's intentional? How much of it is, is uh, actual incompetence? Well, that's the next solution that we need to look at, you know, Gerald? Um, this is big picture stuff. It truly is. Chairman Jeff Miller, House Veterans Affairs Committee, he introduced a bill, and I can't find the number because my computer died. So uh, here at Bergman and Moore, yeah, things happen. <laughs> Stuff breaks, okay? Um, there's a bill in Congress right now that would give VA Secretary Shinseki more ability to remove VA leaders who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, you know what? He needs that authority or whomever is in that position to make sure it gets done. And then closely related to that, there needs to be more transparency so we know what's going on. Okay, all of those newspaper reporters who've been denied answers, they ought to get their interview at VA. And all of those congressmen and Chairman Miller who've asked for information from VA, they ought to get it. And if, they, if Congress doesn't get the information from VA, then the person responsible for either producing the data to get it to the secretary needs to go. And if it's the secretary that's blocking the release of information, well, then the buck stops with him on that. Do, do you see what I'm saying? VA needs to actually start being transparent. No more bonuses. Better accountability meeting with reporters, and then sharing information with Congress. That's the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, we just have to ha He should have that authority already to dismiss or discharge someone uh, that's not done their job. Or, uh, you know... You make one mistake, that's understandable, but you don't make two on the same issue. And and so many of these are not mistakes. I think it's just built into the system as it is today, and uh, they got to change that. They have to sit down at the table and say, hey, we got to correct this, and we have to do it now. And, and it shouldn't take them that long to figure out. You don't give someone an appointment six months down the road and claim it's in two weeks. Uh, if you give someone an appointment that's uh, in two weeks, it should be within the two-week period, not six months. That's not hard right. to figure out. 
That's right. That's the next thing that VA needs to do is to make sure, and I think this is what Secretary Shinseki said he was going to do, and the secretaries doubted whether or not he actually could do it, and that is VA is going to go around to all the facilities and see if VA has enough staff to make sure that veterans can be seen in a timely manner. I think it's and you know what? I think that they don't. Have well, enough. so do I, but I, I think the secretary also needs to give amnesty, okay, or, or provide whistleblower protection because a lot of these directors are going to say, oh, I don't, I don't know if I need to ask for more money because if I ask for more money now, that means that I lied when I said I had enough money before. Uh, Could that, you imagine being the director of the hospital? Issue. That's right. And uh, so if, if that comes up, we need to decide whether or not to hold those hospital leaders accountable because they didn't ask for enough money in the first place. I, I believe that's uh, one of the major issues, especially on this. Uh, it, it's obvious. I mean, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to be able to figure out that there's a shortage of, of personnel to take care of veterans. Uh, and uh, they're offsetting that by this rigging the books. And uh, why they just don't step forward and say, hey, I'm sorry, I, I don't have enough personnel to uh, accommodate uh, you know, the workload uh, yeah. I have. Under Secretary Petzl said he didn't think that that was the problem, but they would be checking uh, – Checking into it to see see if what was going on, well, and then one one rough. senator, yeah, then one senator turned right around and said, "Well, there's three thousand VA job openings right now, three thousand. And why is there three thousand Joe? And when did these three thousand job openings uh, uh, come about? How recent? Yeah, and what kind of jobs are they? Doctors? Yeah, are they clerks? Are they claims processors? Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot well, some, to be said for that. Uh, one of them might be secretary, and some of them might be medical center directors. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. But i got to let you guys go in about about two or three minutes because I actually got to do another interview. Um, I'll I, I tell you what, and you guys can, can chat when, when i got to go. But let me summarize here what's, what's going on so far, okay? You guys at Haddit have been following this for a long time. And, you know, Bergman & Moore has is, is always been very happy to work with you guys uh, on all of this. And you, you guys, we, we block you in first, and you guys were so nice to move today's interview till after the Secretary uh, testified before the Senate. I can't thank you guys enough for being out there with the flag at the front of the battlefield, waving it, waving it for everybody to see veterans are out Front trying to fix this problem. I can't thank you enough. You guys have been there, you know, and you guys know I've been there with you, uh, waving my own flag. Um, but I tell you what, uh, and, and, at Bergman and Moore, we have been watching the VA claim system crumble and crumble. And we haven't talked about it much, but I'll let you know, VA is up to 275,000 claim appeals that are waiting four or five years. Veterans with really serious PTSD who are unemployable, who have really complicated claims, they're waiting too long to get their claim processed. And here's what we're seeing. 
We will see the Board of Veterans' Appeals or the Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims remand the claim or even grant the claim, and then VA will spend another three, four years waiting to send out the check to the veteran. That's just absolutely unacceptable. VA, we've been talking a lot about health care. VA claims we know with absolute certainty VA regional offices don't have enough staff. Let me tell you one, one piece of item, and I want you guys to chew about this. What if I told you that the Oakland regional office in California was so short-staffed that the Oakland regional office had to ship or broker or transfer hundreds of claims <coughs> to, drumroll please, Manila, Philippines. Oh, my land. Yeah, I think I read that. I, I was just at all. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't so, so, so look, we've talked about 20-plus scandals at VA. We've talked about accountability. We've talked about the back history. The VA's known about this for 15 years. We talked about some solutions like ending bonuses, promoting accountability, making VA release information to Congress, make VA talk to reporters, make VA release how many people they actually need at the hospitals and the regional offices so that veterans get the care and the benefits they need. We're talking about real stuff here at the high level. We've also mentioned that, look, at the end of the day, most VA employees, and I'm going to put high 90%, really care about vets and they want to make sure the vets get what they need. It's the system that's broken. And, yeah, there are some bad people at VA and they need to go. I also need to let you know that most of the veterans who show up for VA care get what they need. And we need to encourage veterans to keep going to VA. I don't think any veteran anywhere should use the VA bad publicity that that was caused by VA as a reason not to go to VA. The veterans should still walk in VA, hold their heads high, get the appointments that they need, and if they run into trouble, make sure that somebody knows about it. Uh, We need to make sure that this VA system works, and it works well because right now our country is at war. We are at war. And we have one million Iraq and Afghanistan patients and claims in the system because we're still at war. We need to make sure that VA runs. And if, you know, somebody can't run it right, you got to find a new driver, that's fine. If we need to fix the car, you know, the VA, we got to fix it. But what's going on right now? We all agree, I think, right here, it's absolutely unacceptable. No veteran should ever die waiting on care and benefits, period. Never. Let's hope it stops real quick. Yep, and, yep. Uh, veterans, uh, and veterans start getting their their due process. Uh, it's, uh, well, there's no excuse for it. That that's right. I can't thank you guys enough for for doing this. And uh, let me know when you get a link to to this this uh, up. But I gotta I gotta talk to a veteran prearranged uh, meeting um, to talk about uh, their their appeal that's been going on twenty years. Well, we years. thank you for coming on, Paul, and uh, we'll be talking again soon. But uh, we appreciate what you've done and and what Bergman and Moore is doing and. And uh, it, it's really 
and of course we need to thank the Haddock website uh, for uh, being able to uh, provide this Mog uh, Doc radio stream for us. And uh, let's hope this veterans issue gets resolved real quick. Well, thanks. I know Glenn Bergman and Joe Moore think the world of you guys, and they tell me whenever you guys want me on the show, you call me up and we'll talk about VA, especially veterans' claims and claim appeals. All right, guys? Okay. Okay, Paul. Thanks, Gerald. Thanks, Stretch. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Gerald, I'm going to run the show ending and then quit. Okay. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show. Okay, I'll talk to you later, Gerald. Ask Master Show. Is that what he said? Something like that. Ask Master. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show so we'll have it okay. in the end. Okay. Okay, bye bye. Bye.